This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. G'day, hope you're well. Uh, my guest this week is Australian stand-up comedian Luke Heggie. A late start to the comedy scene has been no hindrance for this award-winning mega-dry Queenslander. In a short amount of time, he's managed to well and truly establish himself on the Australian comedy scene. So pop the kettle on, unless you're driving or on public transport, of course, and settle in. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Luke Heggie, thanks for taking it easy with me today, mate. How are you? I'm standard. Thanks for having me. Oh, no worries at all. It's good to be in your kitchen again. It's always <laughs> lovely. Um, now, I've just, I believe, congratulations are in order straight off the top. Um, Here we go. Heard that recently you took out the um, assault bike challenge at your oh, local yeah. gym. Um, I thought you were going to be facetious there, but yes, I did. <laughs> You're being serious. And Absolutely. Yes, the 30-calorie uh, challenge champion. Yeah, right. So you get a, f- a full free month at yeah. the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Full month. Kick so, in soon. So explain to me uh, what you had to do. Well, you got to get on the assault bike. I don't know if you're, everyone knows what this is, but it's an exercise bike where the handles move back and forth and uh, just go as hard <laughs> as you can, burn off 30 calories quick as you can. Champion. And you did Job it in done. what? 43 seconds. That's impressive. I don't know. I, I assume it is. It fucking hurt. Like I was, I was, <laughs> I couldn't tell the guy my name afterwards <laughs> on the floor, not able to talk. But I won, and that's the main thing. That's, that's what it's all about. And who came second? I hear um, a fellow by the name of Neville came second. Yeah, grow up, mate. Sixty-seven-year-old. No, local Coogee resident. <laughs> I doubt it. A lot of champions up there. Uh, no, no. Look, thanks for joining me today. I um, I've always wanted like. Obviously, the podcast just getting it started. I had you on the list to do in my first few guests because we've known each other for maybe eight years now. Yeah. And every time I see you, I live in Melbourne, you live in Sydney, um, you'll just regale some old story about a job you had or something crazy about oh, yeah. travel you've done. Um, so I really, was really keen to get you on, but we'll talk about that later. First of all, you grew up in Brisbane. Queenslander. Yeah, yep. Uh, whereabouts in Brisbane did you grow up? Oh, Western Suburbs, Kenmore Way. Kenmore, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows that, but uh I'm sure lots of so, people would. Well, people from Kenmore know Kenmore. <laughs> it's 
some people from Brisbane who know of Kenmore, perhaps. But, yeah. um, is that a, is a standard that a, suburb? Not a rough area? No, no. I mean, everywhere's got its rough bits, but no, it wasn't. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, and a couple of older brothers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They were rough. Were they? Well, no, not really. They were nice, <laughs> but uh, with me, they were rough. But I had it coming, so it's fine. So you grew up in the 80s in Brisbane. Prime time, Brisbane, time to grow up. You've got Wally, King Wally, just yeah, dominating State Manly. of Origin Rugby League. Oh, yeah, yep. And uh, you've got well, probably like Craig McDermott, the likes of those fast bowlers playing yeah. for the Queensland Bulls at the time. Carl Rackerman. Oh. Yeah, Rackerman. Yeah, they were around yeah. 80s yeah. and 90s. Obviously. And been pr- long in the tooth by then. But yeah. <laughs> or are you hey? in your 30s by then? Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew them, but I didn't know them personally. But yeah, I, I was watching Rackerman and uh, Billy the Kid thundering in. Yep. Fantastic. Did you see Billy the Kid's porno? He made a porno, didn't he? he got did he trouble. really? Yeah, he got in a bit of trouble, remember? Oh, I know he got involved. I don't in think finance. he did it. I don't think he did. It didn't go well. <laughs> I don't think he did it purposefully, but he made one and then someone. Found the VHS and who like once you start making one, there's your problem. <laughs> like just probably stay away from that. You'll never have this issue. And that's that's like in, that's eighties. That's eighties nineties. That's camcorder. Yeah right. That's, yeah. yeah. Third, anyway. third party. <laughs> How was the eighty uh, eight World Expo in Brisbane? Did you go to that? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I had a season pass. You shitting about, me? Are you sort of, yeah, I was about sort of thirteen. It's brilliant. Yeah. This is the coming of age of Brisbane. Like you joke about it. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Brilliant. What? Fujitsu Pavilion, an indoor ski slope. Really? Yeah. All sorts oh, of like a snow. Like theme park shit. Snow? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I went skiing there. I was unaware of that. Oh, it was great. In Brisbane in 1988. It's yeah. the last time you went skiing. <laughs> uh, in comedy, in stand-up comedy, you're known for your... No nonsense one-liners delivered in a dry deadpan humour. Got that off your website. Well, don't say am I. I got that off straight off your website. You've obviously oh, okay. written that. Um, yeah. well, I haven't written that. But yeah, go on. <laughs> Would you say growing up in Queensland is attributed to that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> you know, Queenslanders get that sort of screwed up face, more sun. Yeah. You know, talk out one side of the mouth because the yeah. bloody sun's over there. <laughs> Keep the flies out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea. I haven't really analysed. Yeah, you don't open your mouth that much when you're tall. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you don't smile that much, but you smile a fair bit this morning. Um, so, did you play rugby league or any of the Queensland sports? No, I played cricket, uh, quite a lot of cricket when I was a kid, and that was yeah. that involved jump like diving into rocks and gravel and stuff. <laughs> so that was pretty harsh. Grounds weren't as well. On the body, yeah, that was Rains. just Queensland. Like mm. clumps of weed and stuff. You go down, you know, the, the classic. One knee on the ground, the foot next to it to save a fall. Yeah. Put the hands out in front of it, just bounce up yep. in the face or bounce over <laughs> you or something, look like a dick. That sort of cricket. And I played rugby union as well. Yeah. You don't see that much anymore, the old knee down, hands behind. No. The, the Pros more. definitely don't do it. No, they don't do it because they storm in, they know how to pick it up. Yeah, that's fair a kid enough. move, two True. hands for beginners. Imagine that if you just were playing professional and still getting down. And they just sat down oh. and waited for the ball to come <laughs> out on the border there. Mr. run out. Um uh, so, yeah, I mentioned you grew up with two older brothers. Yeah. Um, did you get up to much mischief in Canmore, Brisbane oh, back then? Did you, or were you a pretty good kid? No, we were, we were all right kids. We, I mean, there were, yeah, bad kids around. We were sort of middling, I suppose. Yeah. Spent most of our time just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, right. That kept us busy. Yeah. Were you the funny one out of the. No. 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 And in fact, I'm not surprised said, by that. No, well, yeah, you wouldn't be. They're, <laughs> they're quite funny, my brothers. This gets said a bit, including by my mother. That's, uh, it is surprising that I was the one who <laughs> chose to do stand-up comedy when, in fact, there were two actual funny siblings just yeah, right. sitting right there. 
But it's very common, the, the youngest. It's very, I'm the youngest. Yeah, very common oh, yeah I've noticed that. Stand-up I didn't know comedians. that. Yeah, I have noticed that. Because you're not getting attention, I guess, when you're younger. Yeah, I don't know. Or, or you never... are getting attention when you're younger. Yeah. So you're yeah, I don't know. performing in front of... I've, I've, never, I've never thought about me personally, like, you know, wanting to be Mr. Showbiz or born to entertain. I fucking hate that. Right. But I don't know. I suppose it was a latent young child shit. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Uh, you had a, a tragedy strike your family when you were a, a young boy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's hard to segue into this because it's, oh, not, you know, it's, right. not, it's not a... I just go for it, mate. Long time ago. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, your father was killed in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, how old were you when that happened? 13. So that, for, for a kid, like that is the age where you think about that stuff and that's sort of your worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah so I imagine fast. it was... How long, you know, was this years to get over that or how did you? Oh, yes. I mean, you still think about it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was real hard for mum. She had oh, boys. Yeah, we were yeah. all like maybe 17, 15, 13, something like this. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was real hard for her yeah. to continue on. She just bloody jumped straight back in. Yeah. Old school. Get yeah, back into it, you little dickheads. Right. We're going to school Monday. Right. Like oh really? Of, yeah, pretty yeah, much. No messing around. Yeah. So we did just you... had to get on with it. But um, I mean, that was that's just the way. You know, and yeah. that was fine. It was probably good. You strike me as someone that uh, you're, you're like a pretty – I feel like you would have been an adult at a very young age. And did, did you feel like that happening made you grow up quicker? I don't, I don't – I didn't really grow up that quick. Like no. Mum was – I suppose you still do things I was still now 13, questionable. I'd, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was really small too, which I suppose physically I wasn't a grown-up until I was uh, – Now. Yeah. 19, 20, yeah. like I was, I was really late to grow. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't think I was one of those immature little shitbags, but I wasn't. I was just middle of the road, I suppose. Yeah. Just Mr. Average. And then when something like that happens to you, um, does it – do you sort of just get the mindset now that I've seen the worst I can see and yeah, nothing like, else Yeah, in really, a way, I suppose. You don't, yeah. I mean, at that age, you don't really think about that. But when, when I was older, I did, certainly. I went yeah. travelling a lot. Yeah. So I thought, oh, fuck it, you'd be dead. Soon, who cares? Yeah, right. Like, so, so tra- traveling is something. I think some people are scared to do that on their own, especially. Yeah. Um, especially mo- probably more today than back then. But did you just went out? You finished school and just went traveling for. Oh no, I went to I went to university. Yeah. And then straight after that, I went traveling. Didn't really stop for about ten years. What did you study at uni? Study business, marketing, <laughs> and advertising. Making me a really good businessman. You're right. Has that helped yeah. in your comedy? No. 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 Hasn't. Hey, that's four years of your life. Uh, yeah, it's four years of my life. Gone. I mean, I, I did three years and then I did an honours year. And I was all groomed, getting groomed up to be an academic, in fact. <laughs> About to start my PhD. <laughs> I was teaching at uni. I was a, a tutor. Did a bit of lecturing. What? And then, um, you lectured at university? Yeah. I was if, about 21, 22. And then... I, I, because I'm I was sure people that program, know you I was, and... I was going to go through and do my People PhD. that have seen you stand up would find that hard to believe that you would... Why? That I could command an audience <laughs> for, for an hour at a time. Amazing. No, that you would be interested in talk like that. Well, I just, I suppose I saw it. What were you, what were you lecturing? Oh, just first year subjects in marketing and advertising. Right. Basic business stuff. I didn't get yeah. onto the interesting shit. Yeah. It's just, it's like. Did you bounce around? Were you upbeat then? Or you just, no. No, just deadpan. Right. Well, what, what do you mean? Look, You're look. saying that like an insult. <laughs> Have you ever been to a lecture? Do they yeah. jump around like fucking clowns? 
Oh, the cool ones do. Do they? Yeah. The cool ones are nah, sus. No, I can't say I've, ever, I've never been to a lecture. Cool teachers and cool lecturers, they're sus. They're the ones you need to keep an eye on. <laughs> Take the door off the hinges of their office. Those pricks. <laughs> so you lectured for how long? A year? Yeah, about a year. Yeah, a so you year. loved it, obviously. Oh, I loved the. You know, the money was actually quite good. It was, it was casual and I was doing my thesis. Yep. Um, but the money was really good. I was like, oh, man, I can get used to this. This is a job for life. Brilliant. But then I just thought about it. I thought, oh, no. Nah. Yeah. No way. Horrible. I put and a tie on every day. Right. And then you just decided, what was it, about age 23? Yeah, I was 22, I think. Yeah. To go, to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And then what made you want to travel? Don't know. Just, just do it. And on your own, yeah. not with any yeah, mates? Yeah, no, I was on my own. Yeah. Just went to, I went to Canada first. Did I? Yeah, I went to Canada first. Uh, did a bit of, you know, went to the Rocky Mountains, worked a bit in a restaurant, um, bought a car, drove around the States for six months, slept on in your, the back. See, this is – I I don't know what it was. Uh, we didn't travel that much. Did you travel much as a family before that? No, not, oh, only around Australia, Queensland. Right. Not even around Australia. We just yeah. went to – we used to go to Fraser Island all the time for right. our holidays. Yeah. That was quite adventurous, actually. It's only five, six hours away, though, from mm. Brisbane. But that was, you know, most of my holidays were spent there. Prorexes, cricket on the beach. Yeah, all yeah. that fishing. Yeah. It was bloody great. It was good, good time. But I certainly didn't travel. Like, we didn't have the money to go overseas or anything. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I knew anyone after school that travelled on their own to, for that long a period. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go, you know, I'm off to get some milk and just fuck off for 10 years. <laughs> I, did, I, came, I came back after a couple of years and then went again and, you know, yeah, right. Came back for a few months at a time, went again, that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Did you meet many interesting people on the – Yeah, heaps. Like, like friends you still have now? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of them. Real right. good. And uh, you've had more jobs in your life than I've had hot dinners. What – What? you've uh, had many hot dinners. I've had hundreds of hot dinners. Yeah. I, uh, uh, so 22, you finish uni, you go travelling, uh, then you come back to Australia for a couple of years or one year? Um. Yeah, maybe a year. I can't remember. Not yeah. long. And then off again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you say you were you were a bit of a prick at that time. Were you a bit? I wasn't. A, I'm just grumpy. Just didn't yeah. like being home. Yeah, right. And once, when you're that age, I, I mean, for me, I can't speak for everyone. When I was that age, I, I just didn't want to be in the one spot for too long. Mm. And I didn't want to come home and just see that Brisbane was exactly the same way I left it. No one gave a fuck. Maybe one of my friends asked to see my photos. Right. Or was interested where yeah. I've been. They're all just yeah. sitting there going, oh, yeah, everything's the same. Is it? Brilliant. <laughs> get a job for a few months, work seven days a week and get the fuck out again. Yeah. Is that when you worked in the bottle for the first yeah. time? Yeah. Oh, no, I worked in the bottle pre that while yeah. I was at uni. Right. And you met and some I'm... interesting characters there. Some yeah, many. Many lifelong friends in the yeah. bottle some... customers? Yeah. No, not the customers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible people. The absolute worst of society. But no, the blokes working there are very funny. I'm still yeah. in contact with a bunch of them, yeah. You wrote entire festival shows about your... Experience in the bottle shop, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, one year, whole show, just yeah. dickheads, just dick. It's unbelievable, <laughs> just the things people say. It's awesome. Now, one of your interesting jobs, I um, you've told me about was when you worked. So you, this must have been in the middle of your travel. Uh, you came back from uh, South America and you worked on an Australian Idol series. Oh yeah, yeah. So what was your job working on Australian Idol? I was. So what year would this be? This would be early two thousands. Three or something, yeah, 2003, right. whenever it started, I don't know, right. or maybe a year after it started, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I was a runner and then a production 
assistant or something along these lines. I don't know, it's just a title. But I was driving these little fuckheads around was basically what I was doing. I had to pick <laughs> them up at their mansion and just, you know, try, take them to appointments and to singing lessons and to shoots and all sorts of shit. Do you remember, was this the guy Sebastian year or the? No, no, it was after that. After so that. it wouldn't have been the first year. I don't know what, yeah. I three and oh five or something. I might have right. done. I can't remember. And um, you, you didn't get in trouble for this. I'm surprised, but you had a bit of, <laughs> you had a bit of an issue with one of the contestants smoking. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to tell well, us about that? Oh, we'd gone out to some hospital. We'd gone out to Westmead Hospital to visit really sick kids, and they had been told so many times, "Don't smoke, because you're going to be cuddling kids." And they're real sick. Don't you know? They don't want to smell your filthy smoke clothes. <laughs> Just don't do it. And they all smoked all morning. Didn't give a shit. Get out there as soon as the little red lights on. They're all crying and shit, which really <laughs> fucking boiled my blood. And um, and then as soon as the light, as soon as the filming stopped, they're back smoking and not even talking to anyone. Standing by the van, that sort of shit. Not. It got real late, and I had to drive back. I'm driving like a twelve seater bus back from Parramatta. And I smelt smoke in the car. I just went, oh, man. So I pulled over. It was really middle of nowhere shit. <laughs> I said, look, whoever's smoking, just get outside to finish your cigarette. And they got out and I just drove off. <laughs> and I rang the boss and said, look, I've just done this. I'm not fucking going back. Um, sack me if you want. He goes, nah, fine. <laughs> so, yeah. And they all just shut up after that. Yeah, right. Treat me like a school teacher or something. <laughs> fucking pricks. A great story, though, I must admit. Um, thank you to whoever that was that was smoking in the van. <laughs> Got us that one. Um, well, oh, you told me another one. Uh, you worked on uh, – was it a It was a show with uh, Jennifer Hawkins on it? Was, was, was it a – Oh, yeah, some modelling show. Yeah. So some what, kids wanting to be models show. Right. So Terrible. like a next top model type yeah, situation. Like what, yeah. what were you doing on that one? Um, Same thing, running? Yeah, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I, was, no, I never climbed my way up the hierarchy of television. Yeah. It's fucking appalling. You just but, um, kept that for comedy. Well, <laughs> there we go. Just get one in there. Um, no, I, I was—I don't know. I was—I was, yeah, I was driving people around, working, you know, fifteen, twenty-hour days, Jeez. organizing schedules, getting these pricks to where they've got to go. What? Sort of How did you get into that? What? Did you just come back and did you have a mate? That was oh yeah, there? yeah, I had a mate. It was working in it. Um, guy I went to school with. Yeah, he was working on Australian Idol. That's my—that was my first. Oh, no, he rang up someone and got me onto Australia's Worst Driver. <laughs> that was my first job out at Oran I Park. I can't there. even remember that show. Oh, man, terrible. Followed up by Australia's Worst Celebrity Driver. <laughs> Australia's Worst Fucking Shows Ever. Dick Johnson was on it. Surprised you didn't watch it. Fuck <laughs> So what? Was he the host? Obviously, he wasn't, a, no, he he was wasn't one, one of the, the worst. I think he was one of the judges or something. I was going to say, he wouldn't be. No, they're just losers, like just like real, you know, Breathe in, breathe out types who who um, would dob their friend in. Someone would ring up and go, oh, my, my husband Daniel's worst driver. And then she and Daniel would go on the show and just do obstacle courses and shit and smash up cars and just and literally, try to become better drivers. But they're actually bad or are they yeah, hammering it up for the absolutely TV? Absolutely terrible. Really dangerous, actually. Was, uh, and in, in, in a thing Surely that the might, that RGA may have, or the may roads have, people would be onto that and. Were the, were the cops watching and just going, these people shouldn't be on the road then? Oh, they, weren't, they were in control, well, sort of controlled environments. We went down to like Kernel and did some sand dune shit. But they've got licenses to drive on the streets yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. us. Yeah. So that, jeez. And the loser got their car crushed into a cube <laughs> and the winner got a new car or something like this. I don't know. And the, well, I can't, I, in, this and, is and, in something that may have 
about 03 okay. that may have um, contributed to the show getting axed and, and a sort of 60-year-old Asian woman won, like lost, was, was called Australia's worst driver. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. man, did you have to yeah, that's, make it that? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to get a done. few complaints there, aren't they? It's it's, um, <laughs> man, I didn't even know that show existed. I'm going to have to YouTube that. Oh, it's brilliant. Finish, I made yeah. a few on-screen cameos. Doing what? Oh, just filling in. Stop, go, sign. I nearly got run over, actually. <laughs> um, stop, go, sign on a construction site, shit like that. Just little bits and pieces. You could cut that up for your showreel. I don't think I could find it. No. If you find it, let me know. No, you get on. Not what channel was it on? Channel 10? 7. Well, yeah, channel 7 would have that in the archives. I could dig that up for you. No worries. Oh, yeah. They just get random people ringing them up. And they go, yeah, hang on. We'll get our best men on the job. <laughs> Down in archives <laughs> to find it for you. Of course. You just, just give us a few hours. Yeah, absolutely. We'll call in some extra You extra might have help. to pay for it, but you, they'd be able to find it for you. Yeah, right. Without a, a shadow of a doubt, mate. Um, uh, so after that, you went back travelling again. Yeah. Those couple of jobs, Australian Idol. Yeah. I went back, to New Zealand. Yeah, That was right. my next trip, yeah. And what, you did, is this where you rode a bike? Did you ride a yeah, bike? Yeah, rode my bike around New Zealand. You just took your push bike. You still ride a push bike now. You're quite an avid yeah. rider. You, you don't Lots do on the lycra or anything, but you do. No. Um, have a funny looking bike um, that you fold up. Mate. Oh yeah, the fold up. Yeah. I mean this this has it's very practical. Shit practical. In, uh, it is very practical. Yeah. Uh, comedians love to just com- ironically comedians who get bullied all the time throughout the course of their lives <laughs> just turn around and see me with a fold up bike and just try to fucking get some dignity. <laughs> it's disgraceful. I should know better. It like is pretty army. funny though. The, the seat's very high. Um, we'll say that. <laughs> I might pop a picture up somewhere. Yeah, I've got two later. bikes, and that's one of them. Travel bike. Uh, so what? You obviously went in New Zealand spring and summer. You wouldn't want to be riding around there in winter. No, I went in about sort of February, I think, and then I came home about December. Yeah. So during winter, I stopped and worked in a ski field, like a like a national park ski field. What were you doing there? Yeah, snowmaker. <laughs> so I was like God. Um, <laughs> I'd have to work overnight, like up on the mountain. Oh, bad hours! Brilliant, Good. great hours. Really. Like, like sort of you know, 4 p.m. to 8 a.m. sort of hours mm. and you just go around sorting out the machinery if it's fucked or, or turn on the snowmakers, the snow machines and make a pile of snow, put it somewhere else. I feel like we that's did a, a job. lot of arsing around too. Like, I feel like that's a job you'd need to have a certificate for. You'd think something. so. But um, the other guys all just walk straight into it. I just did the – you just walk around, literally walk around with a baseball bat just smashing snow <laughs> off the back of, of uh, snowmaking machines because it builds up the ice. <laughs> And you get the cables too, and knock all the ice off them of the of the uh, chairlifts and all yeah. that sort of gear. Well, and then we just had a skidoo, which again I don't think I had a license for, but we used to <laughs> flog that. I don't know if you need a license for that. We used to just flog it like uphill with a tow rope, yeah. snowboarding uphill it, at, at, at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah Did you awesome. ever try backflip a snowmobile? Not intentionally, but I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I certainly came off a few times. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I broke my arm. Not. I didn't. I actually, I broke my arm on. Um, while I was snowboarding that trip. But, uh, yeah, I, was, I had to drive around with one hand then. I came off a couple of times then. It's quite dangerous, just yeah, trying to do donuts and stuff. So you've gone to them they said, what's your background? What You know, have you got snowmaking experience? No. Or skidoo experience? And you just said, no, oh, I just went to the interviews. And they, Australia's worst driver, Australian just, Idol, yeah, yeah. Idol shop. Well, I, I don't know. I can't remember. So I, said, I think I said I had a background in maintenance or, you know, labour or something and, it was like being in a room full of – like the interview process was lots of people there waiting to speak to whoever and they go, yeah, you look like a bit of a weakling. <laughs> we'll put you in the restaurant making hamburgers. <laughs> oh, 
fuck that. I have to say something to you. So it's like being in a room full of comics. You kind of, <laughs> of course, you're going to look like an actual man. <laughs> they give you the man's job. <laughs> um, one of the best stories you've ever told me was um, while traveling in Ecuador. You're in Ecuador. Um, yeah. You're just hiking around on your own. Yeah. No one else around. You you had no. part of a map. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I oh, like yeah. It wasn't a full map. No, it's like a photocopy. This is this, this is before it. the days of Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. So you needed a map to know where you're. You're in a country you've never been to before. Yeah. <laughs> you're painting a good picture. Here. Go for a bit of a hike. Yep. Into the, is this into a jungle? No, no. It was into the mountains. Like a that sounds proper, like yeah. Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Never been there before no. on your own. Yeah. Half a map. What happens? Oh, I just got lost. Got yeah, but totally what happened? Lost. Yeah, well, after and you got lost, though, what happened? Oh, I just, I, I sort of, <laughs> um, I'd, I'd tell you, like you see these in the newspaper. Even, even happens in the Blue Mountains and stuff, just outside Sydney. You go, and everyone gets in the newspaper, looks at it, and goes, "Look at these fuckwits." The boy and his dad just got lost on a day walk. What a wank! You look at it, and go, "Man, it's easier than you think to get lost. Real right. fucking easy." Yeah. But I thought. And I know all the, you know, if you get lost, just stay still. Mm. Someone will find you, but not there. No one knew where I was. Yeah. No one knew I'd even gone. Like, I just, <laughs> I didn't even tell anyone that I was going on a hike. I didn't have anyone to tell. Yeah. I didn't think to go and see the police. They'd probably tell you to fuck off or yeah. whatever. But, um, I mean, here you'd Or not go, go maybe. Yeah. But you what do you got? Oh, you got half a map. Them. You've never been here before. Probably don't go, mate. <laughs> no, over there, they'd probably just give you a pat on the ass. <laughs> you go for it, buddy. Live your life. But, yeah, I kind of, I was lost. And I remember going to bed, like, Putting up the tent, thinking, oh, f- you know, I've got to get some sleep because I want a clear head. Like, it's just in your head, you're going, fucking, I'm going to panic here. So, you were looking in every direction and you were legitimately, yeah, no idea where to go. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, I just, like, I was very, I was very aware. I had a few days of food. Did you have your passport on you at least? Yeah, I had everything on so you, me, Everything so, I owned on okay. me. Like a backpack. So, you'd be identified once you in case a plane came past and picked me up, <laughs> took me to another country, that sort of thing. <laughs> Oh, my body getting identified. Yeah, what you yeah, mean. yeah, yeah. Oh, they could have eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember being lost for a couple of days. I was lost, just walking around. Eventually, I found like a bit of a ridge and a and I, I fell fell into a hole. Well, was, <laughs> this is the bit I wanted to get to earlier. You like fell a into a hole. Yeah, with a backpack on. Yeah. I thought, oh fuck! I've heard of these stories too. Like you, you know. <laughs> You know, you just you get it like you hear these stories on the news. Some snowboard will fall into a hole, and they just bloody that's know, it. It's like all a over. cockroach on their back. You can't yeah. get out. That's it. And it's just you know, not only dying, which but humiliating, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but there's no one there to see it. So no, absolutely. But you know, eventually, it's not like having a bad gig or something yeah. with your claws up trying to get out. What? Um, how big is this hole you're falling into? Oh, it's big enough. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It sort of slid. I don't know. It's weird. You do some weird things when you're not thinking straight. But I just sort of slid down this thing and ended up on my stomach. I'm trying to claw at shit, and I just fell in to this. It was like a cave. It wasn't a big fall or anything. Like, mm. I'm not going to break bones. I just sort of slid in. It was steep enough, but yeah. not, not, did you, did not a sheer mind, drop. Or right. Anything. Did it cross your mind that it could be a like a drug? You no. know, a trap for they had drugs I haven't seen in the area. anyone for a fucking day and a half. Well, that's a, that's a perfect drug growing area, isn't it? Yeah, mate? I know, but I don't know. I'd, I, would, I wouldn't have cared. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to see someone. Um, but yeah, I just sort of, I was there for probably an hour. I don't know, a bit longer, just trying to get out. And I thought, I oh, no, won't panic here. And then made a cup of tea, <laughs> just sat down and had to think about it. 
And I thought, oh, there's nothing else for it. Because I tried to get out, claw my way out, couldn't fucking get up. It's like being in a bit of a well, I suppose. Yeah. I couldn't get up. And then I just thought, oh, I've got to just go for it. There's nothing. Like, no one's coming. Mm. And um wasn't small enough that I could put a leg on either side and sort of shimmy up. So I just had to. Could you have done that anyway? That sounds hard, anyway, the shimmy. Okay. Legs, like to split your legs and shimmy up a wall. If there's two walls about a metre apart. Yeah. Yeah? You reckon? Yeah. I don't reckon I could do that. My, I, I couldn't get my legs wide enough apart to get the oh, if purchase it's like a metre apart. I'm not talking Van Damme splits. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. F- yeah. You know, just this far apart. Yeah. Be, he was just fine. signalling a metre apart with his hands there for yeah. everybody listening. Well, I said a metre before. You didn't seem to understand <laughs> it. And you said, I don't think I could split my legs that far. You being a freak of nature, your leg split would be about three metres. You'd be fucking fine. So I just thought I'd illustrate how far apart it was. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of scrambled up in the end. I tied my tied a piece of rope to my foot and had my backpack and then I so I didn't have my backpack on while I was trying to get out and then I uh, pulled that up after Bloody got hell. out kept going and then eventually I found like a ridge and then I saw a river I thought oh fuck yeah, yeah. got down to that and just followed the river out found some locals yeah eventually came to a little village they tell you to fuck off I don't know like I don't know what they said they weren't speaking Spanish <laughs> and um <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of followed a road. No hand signals, like cutting their throat or anything. They just no, no, no. Ask you to leave. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Uh, age thirty. You're now, in. No, no. Oh, I, I, I know. Yeah, I know right. that. Mate. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> We're, like, we're doing the timeline of your okay, life. Okay, you're gone. Um, this is your life. Um, you're in London from memory? Yeah, probably. And you meet a French lady. Oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, we met when I was about 26. Oh, really? On my travels. Yeah, I was in Ireland. Oh. And she was, she was working. Um, she was making a film. She was studying film yeah. in London. And she was in Ireland. And we are working in the same restaurant bar as waiters. Yeah. We met, but we weren't together then. And then... Kept in touch? Yeah, kept in touch and a few years later. She couldn't yeah. resist. Yeah, she couldn't. My charms. <laughs> Obviously, she's only human. Yeah. <laughs> Left a promising film career and moved to Sydney. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. A couple of kids. Yeah. Um, You're acting like I forced her into that. No, nah, not at all. Yeah, right. She seems quite happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, you, you obviously, with your wife being French, you've... Um, had to, or not had to learn, but you have learnt French. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you agree with me saying that you're probably the most Australian man to ever have learnt French? Uh, I don't know. Why? I don't if know. you if you like met someone, right? Yeah. Just anyone today on the street. Yeah. They said, "Oh, that's Luke Heggie, the comedian." Yeah. You ask them that stranger, "What's the last language do you think he can speak?" French would have to be in the top two. No nah, bullshit. They'd say like. Urdu or something. What's that? I don't know. Something weird. Or, or like, um, <laughs> Just or like Esperanto. Or, or like a dialect from I don't think they'd know that. The Amazon. Just... <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I do get a bit of shit. Yeah. And this is a lot of presumption from comedians mm. in particular since I've been in this world. And I don't really – I didn't really have any access to the level of mentals that I did until I started comedy. <laughs> but also, like just how – People will just go, fuck you. Like, they're just so surprised you're even married yeah. to a French woman, let alone <laughs> can speak a few words of French. Fucking you. you. 
you, you piece of shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Bullshit. And then I'll grab a mate and go, this cunt. Fucking, <laughs> can you believe it? He fucking bullshit. No, nah, bullshit. <laughs> it's that sort of thing. So yeah. they should know better. It is pretty good being in your household when everybody's on the French train, which yeah. is most of the time, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you chime in. It's quite... <laughs> it's quite hilarious. <laughs> um, so you get to 35 years of age. Yes. Uh, you've lived quite a life already, a yeah. lot of travelling, a lot of jobs. What what made you think stand-up comedy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just is it, I never settled ha- into a job ever. Like yeah. I just never settled into something and thought, oh, this is cool. I could do this for a long time. Mm. And it's just to get – it's probably the fucking hundredth thing I've tried. Yeah. I just thought I'll just – Try it, just add it to the pile. But, but was it in – it must have been in the back of your mind from summer age, was it? No. No? Nothing? No. What What did you see? To, did you see the entries for Royal Comedy and thought I'll give that a yeah. go? Yeah. That was it. Was really? Like, oh, just give it a crack. I'd never even been to a show. Yeah. I'd been to – like when I was about 12, I think, my dad – You must was, have watched a bit of Rodney Roode in the Brisbane in the – Oh, listened to eight, cassettes. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, listen, yeah. Dad had the yeah. like 12 man Rodney Roode, yeah. Kevin Buddy Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, the Bill Cosby cassettes. Yeah. That's what we – got exposed to but I never and Eddie Murphy stuff like that mm-hmm. but I'd never been to a club show is that right I'd never been to a live show except when I was about 12 I went to Ben Elton Rick Mayle and that was I thought it was great but mostly because it was an adult world yeah when I was yeah. a kid where was uh, that at Festival Hall Brisbane oh great brilliant I was definitely the youngest there and it's pretty rude yeah but it's great and I didn't I didn't get bitten then by the bug or anything I'm not no. a born to entertain type <laughs> but um yeah I don't know I just didn't really think about it yeah, so you entered you entered Royal Comedy, which is an Australian uh, sort of like a open mic competition, the biggest competition, probably one of the biggest open mic competitions going around in yep. the world, pretty much. Um, you go through heats, you get into semi-finals, uh, and then you made the final. Yeah, and then you won the final, Royal yeah. Comedy 2010 champion. Yeah, what gig was that? Was that your fourth or fifth gig? The final, yeah, fourth, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then did you think I might stick at this for a little while? Um. I didn't really do many gigs after that. But they, the prizes they send you to Edinburgh. Yeah. I stayed over there for a month and, and supported the Nelson Twins, who are fucking best blokes. Great and we had a great month yeah. just hanging out. You lived in a tent inside a house, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I put my tent in the – I had my, well, I stayed in the campground to start with. Yeah. I bought a little push bike. No I surprises riding, there. I was riding like six, seven Ks every night out to – oh, more, maybe 10 Ks out to the campground. Right. And it was pretty miserable because you get home at like 2 or 3 in the morning and then there was some sort of music thing on. What's it called? Their, their tattoo was on same Edinburgh time. So military tattoo. With their bagpipes in the Winnebago. Oh. Just practicing about <laughs> 6 in the morning. Great. Just when I'm getting off to sleep. Yeah. Fucking nightmare. So I did that for about a week and then the twins and Jason Chong were staying in, a, in an apartment. They just said, I'll come and stay. And you pitched the tent in the living room. Yeah, I didn't whack the pegs into the floor. It was a freestanding <laughs> tent, but yes, so I could have you know, have my own room. <laughs> yeah, well, comedy material often comes from life experience, so you must have had tons when you you know still have tons of material. Yeah, of- just ideas and stories and things you've seen oh, and yeah. to yeah. draw on. Yeah, it's it's never pe- enough, most people. Yeah, it? a lot of most highest percentage of people starting comedy would be in there. Early twenties, yeah, I would think say. so. Yeah, so th- thirty-five too. is considered as a pretty yeah. late start. I mean, it's definitely got its disadvantages. Of yeah. it's exhausting, like Just going out every night and having yeah, a family. Yeah, tired late at night, and I was labouring too up until recently. Yeah. You'd be in bed by what eight thirty normally when gigs are starting. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's got its advantages too. You got something to talk about. 
Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to just turn to weird shit, which is the eventual <laughs> it's the eventual end game of anyone who starts when they're 18, I would think. Yeah. It'd be pretty fucking amazing to be 18 and start stand-up comedy, never have a job, live that life and still have interesting things to say mm. that aren't plane travel and motels. <laughs> I agree. Um, so for the first four or five years of your stand-up career, yeah. you – you, every time I'd come up here, you'd just be seem to be living on four hours sleep a night, labouring, yeah. building builders labour during the day, yeah, gigs at night. When well, that kids, only stopped early, um, that only that stopped less than a year ago, don't right? It? Yeah, it's like seven. You'd years, often, seven years, yeah, right. You'd often comment to me every time I'd see you that you'll be dead soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you must have said that twenty like, times in the yeah, last right. eight years. If, oh, okay. if I don't stop this, well, mate. I haven't said that in the last year. Well, that's positive, isn't much it? Better. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you'd often say you just couldn't continue living on four hours sleep and that comedy nice. needed to pick up, which it definitely has for you. You've won awards yeah, and uh, had great festivals yeah, Australia. Yeah, in a way. Like I, I certainly – like stopping building, I've taken a pay cut. But that's fine. Right. But, yeah. I mean, kids don't fucking need awards and shit. You've got to <laughs> have money coming in. So you've got to do something. And unless gone, it's, unless it's a nice – Dinner for four at a nice yeah. restaurant or something. Yeah. They tend not to give you that shit. It's usually a piece of cardboard laminated or something. <laughs> On your way, son. <laughs> so are you happy you started? Do you think if you started now, do you think if you waited another no. seven or eight years, if you started now, that would be I mean, too late? Sort of romantic notion to think, oh, I start any time. There's no, no problem with age, but there, there is. It's the same with having kids. Like even as a man, you see dickheads having kids when they're 60, 70. Mm. It's exhausting. Like I had mine when I was about thirty three and thirty six or something. Yeah, and um, there's you know it's I'm, I was always tired, but I was working a couple of jobs and stuff. But I mean it's the same with comedy. I think you'd be it's harder to be in touch with mm. not the youth because you don't need the youth to love you or anything. But you need a cross section of people to think you're all right. Yeah, and I think now it's even harder, even for the twenty year olds. That a lot of them can't break out of the open mic scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, just so, it's so many. much more popular. Yeah. In, the, in the little time I've been involved in comedy, and you must have noticed this, it's mm. so much more popular now Absolutely. to be one. Yeah, it's not more popular to watch it, but to be one, there's there's every second dickhead's comic. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they'll often start stand up. First thing they say is, "Say this is what I do now." Yeah, you fucking do you? Because you know, <laughs> I wouldn't even think to say that. Yeah, and I've been going seven eight years, and it's you know, yeah, numbers in Melbourne. No, it was pretty big when I moved there in 2010, but uh, you go to open mic now where there's a free sign-up, you're getting 30 Oh, fuck yeah, people. same here. It's same amazing. Here. Yep. That never happened. But it's sort of – you see some guys and, and, and you see some people sort of getting to the top of the open mic scene and becoming open mic royalty, but it's hard to be hard to get out of that. Mm. The only thing I suppose they can do is start writing more and sign up for festivals and do one-hour shows. It's yeah. probably no different than what we do. Yeah. But there's just a lot more of them yeah. muddying up the fucking pool. <laughs> You've had a lot of success at festivals. Oh, yeah. This involves travel. You've got to come to Melbourne for a month of the year where you don't get to see yeah. your family. How long do you reckon you could keep that up for, do you think? Well, it's a it's a tough one because I don't really want to be away that much, mm. especially the kids are getting a bit older now. I don't want to – you know, they need you to be at home more and mm. more. Not that they didn't ever not need me, but, you know, it was easier – and my wife's very, very supportive of yeah. me going away, but I don't want to keep doing it forever. I, I, I do want to keep doing comedy forever, but I suppose that's the thing when, like the touring comics who have kids, they've generally got heaps of money. 
just <laughs> yeah. fly their fucking kids to Perth for three days or whatever. Yeah. That, what a luxury that is. <laughs> but I don't see that happening with me, so I've got to sort of cut down the travel. And Well, not with that attitude, mate. You, um, <laughs> give it time, see what happens. Yeah, right. They say, what is it, a 10-year apprenticeship in comedy? What, you've been going for seven yeah. or eight? Yeah. 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 Clock up the 10,000 hours. <laughs> That's what they say. You'd be good at anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I don't know about that. Hmm. You, I see some people who 10,000 hours wouldn't fucking help. <laughs> I'm sure people, some people would think the same of me. Yeah. Like uh, I went to a retirement village yesterday to do a gig, a big day, <laughs> so living the dream. I'm sure a lot of them would think no matter how many tens of thousands of hours this guy did, yeah, still hopeless. Did you uh, pop your name down on the waiting list while you were there? Or? Very clever. Well Good job. Thank you. Got me. In all seriousness, though, a gig in a retirement village. Yeah, midday. Midday. Yeah. Clean material. Yeah. That's, that is, I don't know many people that are destroying that. How many people were there? Nah. Oh, 30. It's just shit out. <laughs> like, it, you know. Was, uh, I mean, people seem to think they want comedy. They hear the word comedy and go, well, who doesn't like a laugh? Mm. Most people don't like <laughs> a fucking laugh <laughs> from what I can see. Like 99% of people don't like comedy. So what was your age demographic yesterday? We're talking all oh, 80s or 75 to 90? Yeah, minim- minimum 75 yeah. and then upwards, yeah. And right how, did up. they t- how did they take your material? Badly. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty badly. They, they laughed at a couple of things. This woman in the front row just shaking her head <laughs> at absolutely everything. It's, it's shit. It's terrible. Right. But then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why people think they want comedy. There's often this, I don't know what it is, but you see like people book comedians for Christmas parties. Yeah. Um, very odd. I've done birthday parties before. I, yeah. I did an, uh, an accountancy Christmas party a couple of weeks ago, and you, you watch the night unfold because you get invited to come and have a couple of drinks, yep. maybe have dinner, or you, you might have had a nice oh, roast dinner yesterday at your no, retirement. No, they wanted really? us to have some triangle egg sandwiches. <laughs> I just got out of there. Right. Yeah, nah, I'm all right. Um, so you, you watch the day unfold, and often you'll sit there and think, you know what, this day or night definitely doesn't need 20 minutes of stand-up comedy. Yeah, absolutely. They don't want it. <laughs> They certainly don't want it. Like no. The boss, someone has thought it's a good idea. Well, I think it often takes a boss that is a big stand-up comedy fan yeah. to just to think, oh, everybody will do like this. this. And then he or she will be the only one laughing for yeah. your 20 minutes set. And everyone that, else will be thinking, can you fucking shut up so we can I've had bosses. That, I mean, I don't do them often, but at corporates, I've had bosses who've seen you on something and thought, I'll do this, yeah. get this bloke in. And it's just gone like shit. No distance. They they drop you like a piece of shit. <laughs> like they will, yeah, you know, sell you out. I didn't book him. I They'll rat you yeah, out. Yeah, right. Just, just go. Yeah, he's bloody yeah. hopeless, isn't he? Have you ever been uh, wound up? Like given given the given the light. Uh, so you've, you've been told to do thirty minutes at a corporate oh, yeah, event. Absolutely. And, and you've like had the no, the, the throat cutting signal Why from side get, of stage. Get, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, have you had that? No. All right. I um yeah I did get told just to stop, but this was one quite wisely. I subcontracted my first ten minutes of a birthday party corporate <laughs> to Cameron Duggan, and I had to do half an hour. I got him to do ten. I was going to do twenty. Yeah, and he did his ten and just absolutely took one. Oh, and I was just standing there going, oh, "It's going to be even worse for me." Did his job though, by the sound of things. That's what yeah, you want. That's totally. What you and then two for. minutes into mine, they just told me to stop. Really? Yeah, and we'd already got the money. So. Oh, you got the cash out yeah, of there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, That's out it. of there quickly. He's That's walking downstairs checking his phone and stuff. I'm going, man, let's get the fuck out of here before they change their mind and come after us. Said, no, we'll be right. So no, we won't be right. We're leaving now. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I remember you telling me a, a story about a bad gig you had at a golf club. Oh, yeah. Uh, was that earlier? That was in 2017? Yep. Um, tell us what happened there. I was one of the worst nights. I mean, just when I think I couldn't have a worse gig, another <laughs> one like this pops up. I went to – they were so old, these people, all, all golfing enthusiasts, so my people, real old. Um, took them like a minute each to storm out. That's how – they hated it so much. About yeah. 130 people there, probably 50 of them would have left during the set just to show how much they hated it. Yeah. Uh, they hated every minute of it. It was it was all, all the hallmarks of a shit gig too, yeah. like round tables, fluoro lights, eating, <laughs> you know, just shit, all shit, bad sound system, everything, everything that can go wrong. But you know, anyone who's going well in those things is not really my kind of comic. I don't <laughs> think. But they're not. It's fucked, and they hated it enough to write a letter to the booker and say they didn't want to pay, and all the reasons really? why, and say they've been ripped off. And then list off the places where everyone was from. Did you do to show how much they hated? It. <laughs> did you do your time? You did your yeah, yeah I did my time half hour. Yep, yep. And they still, but you got paid in the end. Did well, you? I got paid, but I think the dude booking it because he's a good bloke. I think he just paid and got got done over by then. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I mean, I hope not. I hope that is a rare occurrence the for the booker to do that. Yeah, I'm. A, I don't know. And did you hear any reviews on your way out of the gig? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to. I, as soon as I got, I just hightailed it through the bar where all the dissenters were standing. You just hear snippets of conversations walking past, and they're going, "There were no bloody punchlines," <laughs> like talking to each other. I got out to the car. These these people didn't even see me in the car park. It was dark, and just as the last door was slamming. These these fossils were getting in to drive off. You just hear this. That's the worst bloody entertainment we've ever had here. Slam, drive off. That was the last I heard of them. And I'll never go back to Mandurah. Is that in your top couple worst gigs? Ever? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it's hard to, like, as soon as you say, that's my worst ever gig, I'll probably have one next week. Mm. Like, it's, you know, just some fun. People, comics who aren't dying are... F- uh, deluded, mm. or they're cheating, so or they're doing joke book jokes or something. Yeah, it is or the greatest neutralizing, greatest crap. thing to bring you back down to earth. Oh, uh, you can have a run of twenty good gigs and think, well, this is yeah. this, this is me now. This is I rarely have twenty good in a row, and then yeah, just have an absolute shocker after a good run. Mm. Oh, it's it's kind of good in a way. I think you need it, it definitely. Yeah, yeah, helps because some people don't get it. <laughs> don't don't have that. They just keep having good one after good one. I think yeah. the kings of the fucking world. Yeah. But uh, don't know. Maybe they're not going to a golf club. Well, yeah, they're not. The they're not trying hard enough, I suppose. Yeah, things. Or not. Not necessarily the setting, I suppose. But if mm. you, if you're killing every gig in clubs every time, come on, you know, <laughs> try some new material or something. So hopefully, uh, speaking of bad gigs, you won't have a bad gig coming up in yeah. your 2018 festival it, run yeah. yep. of your new show. Tip Rat. Yeah. Um, which is oh, hitting, it's going to be wall-to-wall great gigs. Yeah, hitting the festivals all around Australia. Yeah. Um, what, what, tip Rat, is this, uh, are you the Tip Rat in this story or is, uh, well, is the people saying more other you people talk about, than me? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very much punching down. Yeah. I like to, but I've got nowhere else to fucking punch. <laughs> um, of course I am. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of something for everyone, you know, a bit of family fun yep. for the season. That sounds nice, and people can see that. Uh, oh, people can find tickets for that on your website, lukeheggy.com. Absolutely. That's pretty handy. Yeah. Um, uh, you want to plug some merch before we wrap it up? Oh, yeah. I've got, I got a new shipment of uh, Tip Rat bottle openers <laughs> just in. Um, yeah, they're flying off the shelf. 
for the low, low price, five bucks, no less. So come and see me at a gig. Five bucks, that's gig. pretty good. So what? Very can, good. Can someone book it on? Very good. I <laughs> know oh, you can get them online if you like. You'll pay postage, bit of a rip off. Just come to a show. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, and uh, see me afterwards. Get a tip wrap bottle opener. Come say good day. No worries, mate. Well, thanks very much for taking it easy with me. Uh, check out Luke's website. Go and see him at a festival near you. Buy some of his merch. He's fantastic. So cheers, mate. Thank we'll you. See you next time. No worries. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Uh, as we mentioned there, you can get around Luke on www.lukeheggy.com. Uh, go and see him at a festival uh, or buy some of his merch. He's got some great merch on there. Also get around him on social media. Uh, if you like this podcast, please tell your mates. You can subscribe on iTunes at Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Uh, if you don't have iTunes, you can listen via the podcast page on my website, uh, which is www.danielconnell.com. Uh, you can also check out my upcoming shows under the gig section on that website. Um, while you're at it, you may as well follow me on Facebook and Instagram uh, under the name of Daniel Connell Comedy. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks again for listening and take it easy. We'll see you next time.